0: He's one of those singers where I just I I can't I can't understand him at all. I just know the sounds he makes, which is fine, which is great. Because he, he kinda sings like, like, like Jerry
1: Seinfeld would sing. Like oh, I've got up, oh wait, what I know. He, t- oh. he kind of sounds true, like Jerry they- Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music, and well, that's pretty much it. So uh let's go! Hey! Hey! Hey!
0: <coughs> this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artists, and we uh, break down one of the records. We get into the lyrics, how it was made, the music, uh, the artwork, everything you could think of. And we try to have a good time doing it. My name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. And while you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. And five stars only, please go do that. Keep listening to all your friends. And uh, that's all I got for the boring intro. So, what are we doing today, Jeff?
1: We are doing the Bouncing Souls album, "Hopeless
0: Romantic." Alley, 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 all- so, Jeff, what's your um, what's your origin story with the Bouncing Souls? Go, go.
1: Yeah, uh, Camp, Camp is my origin story with uh, the Bouncing Souls. Not not nearly as much as as um, like Guttermouth was, and then. Dropkick Murphys But uh, yeah, it was camp And then really it was it was Kazaa Kazaa is when I downloaded A lot of fucking music in a very short amount of time Because my mom Had it at her house, my dad didn't So I could only do it at my mom's house when I was there on the weekends Or whatever And I downloaded a fuck ton And Maniacal Laughter is the first Bouncing Souls album that I downloaded in its entirety And around I don't know when the fuck, how old we were Early 10 to 15 era yeah somewhere in that that time frame but uh yeah maniacal laughter is like my true true introduction to the bouncing souls outside of argyle which a lot of camp leaders played it um in cabin and stuff so that's why that holds such a special place in my heart that just i will never never get over it i will never not love it and that was the first song that we kind of learned in the first like band that I was in with my neighbors, Ronald and, 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 Joe, we learned how to play Argyle. Um, this was before we had a drummer. It was just like two guitars and a bass. And that was really cool. That was fun. And yeah, I, that was, uh,
0: that's your origins. That's it, baby boy. All right. Mine was, uh, mine was punkorama. That compilation from the late nineties or early 2000s, whatever. Uh, it was true believers. That was the song. I really didn't like the song when I first heard It, it, it had to grow on me. Um, but you know, look at us now, you know, twenty five years later almost and we're still talking about the bouncing souls. But yeah, true believers was, was, was my uh my origin and I really didn't pick back up on them until you until probably like our senior year of high school or junior year of high school. So like probably oh four, oh five. And then uh and then I got or I burned or something, how I spent my summer vacation and then I just, you know fucking love the band from that point and we've seen them god damn dude at least a dozen times over well, the I, years we've
1: we've seen i mean like i i've been to them i've seen them too with like joe and ronald in the early days i've honestly seen this band like it had to be at least 50 75 times
0: no, not that many. Get yeah, the fuck out of here, yeah, dude. Since no, I, no. Yes, no. since I was in middle
1: school, I've seen this with people from camp, fifteen or seventy-five times. I've seen this. On. I've seen this band going into high school. I've seen this band all throughout high school. I've seen this band after high school, and I'm seeing them still today. Not today, literally, but today in a metaphorical sense. Yes, in
0: October. Yes, four months from now. Correct. Okay. All right. I, that's that's a lot of fucking times, man. Mm-hmm.
1: I remember like Camp Leader Scott, like he took me to so many fucking shows. Like I've seen Get Up Kids multiple times with him. I've seen Bouncing Souls with him. I've seen The Format a fuck ton of times with him. I saw Panic at Disco with him, and he would pick me up in like his jeep and pick up like four of us, and like we were were, like eleven years old, twelve years old. (laughs) In hindsight, it's kind of weird, but
0: yeah, I don't know. Fucking cool. It's a different time, man.
1: It was a different time, yeah.
0: Yeah. Man, way, way different. <laughs> fucking what? How was he sixteen or seventeen or eighteen years old? Probably picking up twelve-year-olds. That's fucking...
1: well, he was like twenty-five. But oh, I was
0: that much. Oh shit!
1: But like, this is—we were so involved in camp. Like it was yeah. just—we were like we knew each other so goddamn well. Like we went to each other's like houses during Christmas time. We had like dinner, birthday parties, summer. Like we, I mean, we were just so ingrained with each other. It wasn't like a weird yeah, that thing makes sense. and didn't nothing weird happened or nothing like that. It was just like a cool dude, like trying to help
0: out, like youth.
1: There's no different, like a Big Brother program, right? No, that's true. No, you're right. You're right.
0: Yeah, it's just it's something you don't hear about nowadays. That that's what I'm saying.
1: Because people are fucking weird about it. So it's just yeah. And honestly, yeah. dude, like Scott picked this up for so many goddamn shows, and mm. that's he's he's the one that took me to go see Phantom Planet at the at UCI outdoors.
0: Mm. Hmm. This
1: is this is prior to freshman rad. year.
0: Okay. All right. All right, you've seen them a lot. You've seen them a lot, but I, I've seen them probably at least a dozen times. For so sure, every time. A so dozen, much. No, you've fun. seen them
1: more than a dozen times. You've seen them at least twenty-five times.
0: Oh, I don't think so, man. I really don't think so.
1: We've seen them every single year, probably since like sophomore year of high school.
0: <laughs> at this point, we've almost okay. I mean, so we've almost graduated uh, high school. That's 20 not an years exaggeration. Ago. Yeah, that mean that's not an exaggeration. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. And then not just and that, but possibly like seeing them at Warped Tour. Yeah, exactly.
1: Seeing them at Warp Tour and then seeing them on the solo tour or seeing them play with somebody else later on in the same year. Yeah, no, it's not an exaggeration yeah, to think that you've okay. not seen them 25 times.
0: Okay. You're, okay, you're probably right. Probably right. And we just saw them last year too, which is cool. And we're seeing <laughs> and them this we're year. We're seeing them this year. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody out there who wants to hang out with Jeff and I in California – Come to see the Bouncing Souls with us in October. You probably will have a free place to stay at my house if you want. So come on by. It's come gonna on be by. Fun. It's going to be fun, dude. Wolf. All right, Um. right. Let's get into the album then, Hopeless Romantic. Since we already played Olay, let's hop into that one. Uh. What do, what do you got on this one? What does it sit banger-wise? Um. What do you got? All Go.
1: right, let's n- don't be crazy. Don't be crazy when I say these things, okay? But Olay's my 1B.
0: Why? I it mean, it's great. B. It is my one. It's B. great, but come on, dude. We are doing. We are doing uh, this
1: album because it it is now back in stock on the vinyls, and it was yeah, it was in yeah. stock when we first started collecting. But um, it's not my favorite Bouncing Souls album, and it was like seventeen dollars, and I was like, yeah, hey, it'll be here, and then it never was. For years, yes, and then it was
0: like a hundred dollars. Yeah, it was crazy Discounts.
1: expensive, and for whatever reason, it became in stock. It was like fucking sixteen dollars. Like that's a no brainer. So that's that's mm. why we're doing this. And Olay is a song that I don't playlist. I don't listen to it really because it, it kind of bothers me. It's a little cheesy. It's uh, not a little. It's <laughs> fucking super cheesy. <laughs> but it hit me. It hit me good this week, dude. It really did. Like I don't listen to this song ever, even on like a Bouncing Souls playlist. I won't put this on there. So it's been a long time since I sat down and actually listened to the song multiple times over and over and I can't I just can't help but think that every time we go to a balancing Solo show the beginning of the show when the other band, the, the you know the second tier band headliner is leaving everyone says okay cool we're all here to see the Bouncing Souls. Let's sing Olay. And everybody sings Olay. And the souls never open up with Olay. Never. They never play it. They never fucking play it. They, yeah, they rarely. They <laughs> play it sometimes, but they only will do it like if the crowd really, really wants it. And then they'll only do one verse and then move on to something else. But the crowd mm-hmm. will never, ever, ever not sing Olay before the band comes on. Always That's every true. single fucking time.
0: Well, between other songs, too. It's not just at the beginning. It's the beginning, the end. <laughs> it's All throughout the show, there's always a group of people, if not the entire crowd singing LA. And I don't even want to hear it. I don't even care
1: if I hear it. Like, I don't even want to hear it. I just like singing it with people that I will, I've never seen before. And I will never see after the next five minutes. (laughs) But it's like for that one moment, dude, for that one moment, there's just something magical about this band. And they're so mediocre in like so many different aspects. I don't even understand.
0: I know. It's, it, it's that, crazy that, that one
1: moment you're yeah. standing in a crowd full of all these people and everyone's singing all a just like, Oh, here we are at the same time to see something that we all <coughs> love that we all kind of grew up with. Maybe not even because when we saw them do the, the gold record anchors away tour, there were a lot of really, really young kids that knew every fucking word to the gold record and anchors away. But then when yeah. they played the songs, the earlier songs after those two albums, those kids didn't know those songs. So it was kind of cool to see the different like generations of kids going to see the bouncing souls. How
0: the fuck do they yeah, know what Souls are? i don't know that was wait it just it just jogged my memory <laughs> that anchor is away show we went to at the troubadour. troubadour um that was when ronald and renee came with us yeah and ronald us. yeah she drove us and then ronald uh passed out and had to be like carried out and then we were like what the fuck happened to ronald was he okay five minutes later he comes running back out into the pit and it was just like he was so dehydrated. So he drank a bunch of water and then he started to feel better and just came right back out into the pit. Dude. It was just like, it was so fucking weird, dude. It's just it was just like, so that's bizarre. perfect.
1: That is fucking perfect. That, that is exactly what it is. It's, <laughs> it's, this, this this band is much like the Vandals. Like a lot of, a lot of the time, some of these punk bands and the Bouncy Souls were never even like that punk. You know, they were never. Nothing like the Misfits, nothing like any any of their yeah. contemporaries not in the early days. They were never that punk, but the Bounty Souls have never been shit on. They've never been shit on by anybody. And I just... Yep, that's true. I, I get it in some ways, but in other ways, I just, I don't, I don't get it.
0: I don't either, because they are probably one of the most boring bands to watch live. Greg is is not a front man that is memorable. Um, He's awkward on stage but the songs the you're there for the song like it doesn't even matter how bad they are on stage like you know as a performance or like as a as frontman and stuff but dude, the songs carry the it just, it just carry the whole show and the the audience is just the crowd is fucking insane at these shows it's yeah. so much fun dude, just, and I'm like i was saying earlier we days. fucking we saw them last last year at punk and drublick And dude, it was like all people our age or older, you know, thirty-five to like fifty-five. And everybody was losing their fucking mind when the bouncing souls came on. Everybody. And yeah, no effects came on after them, and the crowd wasn't nearly as rowdy as it was during the Yes,
1: exactly. So like it was Bouncing Souls, Me First, and then No Effects. And Me First had a lot of people there because everybody fucking likes a cover band, no matter what. But there were more people up close pushing for Bouncing Souls than there was No Effects at that show.
0: Yeah. Even no, even Fat Mike said something too. Yeah, he's like, "Where everybody go? So like,
1: we'll stop playing. You all leave." <laughs>
0: like, what in the fuck? Dude?
1: Like, what is it about this band? Like, I just I don't, don't know. I don't know. It's bizarre. I just can't. I can't quite like put my finger on it. And I just, I don't know what it is. I know why I, I love them. There's a lot of a lot of nostalgia for me, just camp and everything. But Olay, dude, Olay really hit me this week. And I was like, dude, this is a fucking cool song. This is a cool song because it's a song for the fans. It's a song kind of just about being a fan. And uh, I had a fun time like going into like the soccer thing with it too. I've, I've watched like a lot of clips yeah. from the 86 World Cup, which is kind of where this song was bred from. And it was, it was, uh, it was fun. It was fun.
0: Yeah. And so I, I don't know if you know, but did they, um did they, did this song kind of come up, were people doing the Olay thing before the song even came out? They had to
1: have, right? Yeah, they did. I think at indeed for since nineteen eighty six to whatever the song came out, people were doing at soccer matches.
0: No, I know at soccer matches, but I meant at bouncing soul shows. Was it a thing at the shows prior to this to the oh, song being released? I don't. That I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember either. I don't even know if you could look at that because there's so there's not even that much written about this band, which is no. even crazier too for how popular they are. You know, and kind of, well, I mean, I wouldn't. I guess popular is not the right word. Like how. Like how much of a following they have, like a cult following. I hate using that term, but it's the best way to describe it right now. But how much of a cult following they have, but there's nothing written about them. It's weird.
1: They're so fucking weird. They're extremely successful in that making a living making music is, is so fucking hard to do as it is. But you think of like Jersey and you think of the boss and, and the Misfits, right? Like That's what you think mm-hmm. of when you think of Jersey. But like, these guys have been doing it since 1989. They've been making a living playing music since 1989. This is a fucking career. Like, no, know, right? even the Misfits didn't make it a career. Not many musicians can make it a fucking career. This is a career. They're going to retire soon because of this. Maybe <laughs> not as rich as the Boss is, but they're going to retire sure. soon because of, the, of what they do for a living. And it's just, it's fucking cool.
0: And it's pretty much the same band. Really, the only member that's ever been switched out has been the drummer. Yeah. And they Which harbor cool like, no, like
1: no yeah. ill feelings towards past drummers, and in live performances, they'll always say like "thank you to their fans" and "thank right. you to, to Shawl" and their past drummers. And it's like, dude, these guys are just
0: humble. Is as it fuck. Shawl or is it shy? I was I saying sh- shy. I think it's Shawl with an L. Is it Shawl? I thought it was an I. Huh? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. right. i fucked Close up. I'd be shy. Shy shawl.
1: shy shawl. Shy shawl.
0: Shy shawl. Shy shawl.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Olay Olay. What what what? I know this is a banger for you. It has to be a fucking banger. What what? what well yeah, no, it, it
0: absolutely is. It's my four B. Okay. It's a it's a great song. I, I it's it's a hype song. It's to get every to get everybody pumped up. The band pumped up. That's all it is. There's no, there's nothing deep about this song whatsoever. It's and I, just a ton of fun to sing.
1: I like that they don't play it live because we don't need it live. Everybody's singing it together no. like that's 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 what the bouncing souls do they bring us together right like yeah. i don't need you guys to sing it live because we're doing it here
0: oh, and you, you, okay and you just mentioned you know they bring people together you and i hadn't seen ronald in like a few years and and he knew that we were going to the bouncing souls show and then he just showed up just showed up
1: like <laughs> just fucking showed up he didn't even tell me <laughs> he was were coming
0: like, they were like three or four songs deep and then all of a sudden ronald appears next to us he just how he found us i don't know in this giant crowd but he just fucking pops up next to us and it was just like i remember that feeling of seeing somebody we know like ron because i hadn't seen ronald in years and just seeing him and just being so stoked being there seeing the band yeah. seeing my friend show up and it was just like this this it was such a cool experience it was so fucking cool oh that was that was that was an awesome experience that was what was that was when we saw him at the glass house like right before covid so there was like, it was 2018 or 2019, I believe. There's just, but. there's
1: really, there's very few bands that can even like, even just bring people together for that long. And even, even we talked about their newest albums, kind of whatever's, but like, I, we're, 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 just, we're still going to go see them on tour for their newest album because we like all of their songs, we like the way they play, we like how they play and we like the crowd yeah. that
0: goes. So yeah, you're right. You know, and then um, I saw a friend of the pod, Mike, and he's only ever seen the band once, and that was you know that 2018 or whatever it was. And I told him, you know, they're playing in October. Jeff's gonna come out. You should come out too, because at that point he's probably gonna be in North Carolina. And he was actually really thinking about it. He was, he was mulling the idea. What did they play in North crazy. Carolina? Would that be? Uh... Oh, I didn't even think about that. But Mike better wanna be
1: Mike better have a fucking place for us to stay, though. I ain't sleep on couches again.
0: Oh yeah that's true I don't know if you would No let's just see him in California <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, easier. it's easier I mean it's, it's easiest for you And it's also easy for me Because it's so close
1: Yeah yeah It's, it's just not way fucking far. easier And
0: yeah. we could have other people we know Come like Ronald will probably come Yeah And, and we're familiar
1: with it and, and Yeah
0: Dude we should get Joe to come out That'd be sick I was sick.
1: just thinking that Before I was thinking of my beer I was thinking of my mind I was thinking That's a great that. place to think mm-hmm. Yeah mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Anyway Anyway Owen two. Um. So what is your What's your number one banger What is, what is that your was my 1B, 1B. That was my fucking oh, 1B Oh that's right was It was You're right Okay I'm yeah. sorry Yes yes you're right I'm not used to that okay. That's
1: what took me down I know I honestly Fucking five years ago Three years ago Ten years ago Olay would have been my Four, five, six B for sure But yeah. this week dude, This week hit hard My top two are, are Fucking bizarre For me at least
0: <laughs> Alright well Okay actually we didn't Talk about this Do Do you have any stinkers On here
1: No I have songs okay. that I listed as a B just because I was in the mood and but I they could have easily just been okay songs but I am gonna a go fuck, they're Bs
0: Alright, yeah so I, I don't have any stinkers I have 10 Bs out of 13 of the songs so three of them didn't make the cut not to say that they're bad but you just, eh, you don't need them you, can, you could have cut the record down from like 44 minutes to like 35 and I would have been cool with that
1: Tom so. could have cut the record down to the bone What? No, Tom Wilson, the producer. Tom could have cut the record oh. down to the
0: bone. Is that it?
1: That's when Monday that Morning Amp Brigade. Tom cut the record down to the bone. Number show he, shot really rocking the microphone. <laughs> okay, we'll so later,
0: that is my one B. Really, Monday Morning Amp brigade. Yeah, that's my one that,
1: B. Dude, that fucking bridge when he says that Tom cut the record down to the bone. Number show shot rocking the microphone. That is my favorite part of the entire fucking album. Really, that is my favorite part of the album.
0: See, it's so, okay, so I mentioned this on the, the rankings. I don't really ever know what he's saying. He's one of those singers where I just I, I can't I can't understand him at all. He's, I just know the sounds he makes, which is fine, which he, is great. Because he kinda sings like, like, like Jerry
1: Seinfeld would sing like oh, I've got oh, what I know he, ta- oh. he kinda sounds true, like Jerry they, Seinfeld.
0: <laughs> 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 I know, and look at the song like True Believers. He sounds like Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> singing, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know what he says In that song. Yeah. No idea. And that's how every pretty much every song is from them, but yeah, Monday Morning Ambergade. This is my one B. This is kind of like an Oi song. It's it's faster, more punk inspired. I I just I love how kind of dumb it is too. The lyrics are goofy, you know. The I love the line when he says, "I'm on the bowl with diarrhea," because you could actually understand what he's saying there with I'm on diarrhea. The bowl with that's
1: funny. diarrhea.
0: And then the kazoo, the kazoo solo. What is what is
1: going on? <laughs> yeah, that's that's how that's how like it fucking starts with the uh, into that that the fuck it all, no regrets. I'm staying in. Yeah, you can bet. Like and then that goes into the Tom cut the record down to the bone, but sure shout my that dude. That whole thing is my fucking favorite part of the album.
0: And you know, just just the it starts with the the drum part building up into just this fucking great punk song. It's the, it's that short buildup. That makes it also great. The bass playing is fucking all over the place. It's his playing is the perfect amount of speed and just kind of winky playing. Like it's squirrely, it's weird. I just, this song is absolutely killer, man. It's, and it's, then at the end, all the different vocal parts. Everyone's just fucking yelling. so fucking rad. Every, yeah, like, like you,
1: <laughs> the background every vocals are it. yelling the days of the week. And then Greg's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you fucking even saying?
0: I know. It's so fucking good. So so, cool. so, so
1: going back to like the bass playing um, Brian's like the only Instrumental member of this band That I think has like an iconic way about him True And and we talk about like a lot of people on Instagram and, and stuff will say like oh I'm gonna play this song In the tune of fucking I don't know Mark Hoppus right And He'll play the bass and like oh yeah that is how Mark plays the bass And that is how this other person Plays the bass like Brian has a very Distinctive way that he plays the bass And there's a couple songs on here that are like yeah, that's fucking Brian King from Bowsing Souls. That is how he fucking plays the bass. So yes, it's, it's cool.
0: It's like a it it is definitely kind of unique to him. Um, i i didn't realize I didn't realize it until this week, but a lot of his bass plan and the way it cuts through in the mix reminds me a little bit of uh, Jeff Kresge on AFI's "Answer That and Stay Fashionable" record.
1: Ooh, I like that because it kind of has
0: that. It it cuts a little bit deeper, and then it. Um, It's just It's kind of squirrely Because Jeff Kresge's Man he's fucking All over that bass And there are definitely Moments on this record Where I hear I hear some of that See Brian so.
1: Brian's not like Technically proficient He just does Like in like, Hopeless Romantic like Opening track That's that Do 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 He just does like those those Almost like triplets right He's doing like a Steve Harris Type of thing Just doing like a very punk Version of it And that's yeah. That's his Specific thing that he does He does it with Beach Rats and he uh, he's a really good bass player, not like the best ever, but he's 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 really good. And I think he does have like an iconic way that he plays the bass, and I like it
0: a lot. I like it mean, a lot. He's he's honestly the most talented member in this band. I mean, come on,
1: except for Greg's you know, yeah. uh, stage presence. Come on, <laughs>
0: man. <Come on. laughs> it's so it's so fun to like kind of make fun of the guy because like he just you know he's trying, you know he's trying. He's not lazy. He's just awkward on stage. Yeah. He's, he's fucking awkward. He's a people
1: person, dude. <laughs> Imagine like you, because you never do karaoke. You never do like those type of things. Yeah. What would you be like on stage, right? Exactly. exactly. And that's, and that's just like his personality. And that's what's so endearing about him. That's why we love Greg is because he's a people
0: person. And he does that arm thing like, like he's cheering. Oh like my God, he's so stupid.
1: It's like, what do you, just put? just put it down, dude. He's always wearing a the button art. up, right? Always wearing yeah, a button up jeans,
0: up. and <laughs> button up in jeans. And if he's not, if and if he's wearing a hat, it's always like a pork pie hat. Yeah, always like Peaky Blinder style.
1: Yes, exactly,
0: dude. Every fucking every time we've seen him, love without it without fail. button down in jeans, man, so good. And yep. I think Converse. He probably wore, I think he wears Converse every time too. That, that's stuff, that's a front
1: man, dude. <laughs> Yeah, but Monday Monday right. Monday Morning Ant Brigade. This is uh, I think this is the perfect like jokey punk song because Bouncy Girls do a lot of jokey songs, they do a lot of punk songs, but this is the perfect blend of the two, a perfect jokey
0: punk song. I agree, I agree with you on that. I I just I really like the oi part of it. It not that they they actually say oi, but that it has that that style, that oi style, and I, it's
1: very bouncy and punky and yeah. fun. And I think it's a perfect song to transition from Night
0: on Earth too. I agree, because Night on Earth is didn't make my bangers list oh god <laughs> it just it just didn't i'm oh. sorry it's a good song but oh. it's not that's so much it's not notes on baby. that's my 2b is it no it's not oh <laughs> all right let's uh let, let's play a little bit of monday morning Amp Brigade. get into the lyrics and then move on so here it is uh from the bouncing souls all right there it is the bouncing souls hey, Lord. and monday morning amber i had to play it through that that bridge Damn, for you that fucking part is unreal it is really good dude. honestly my
1: favorite part of the entire album
0: that's 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 a statement that is a statement
1: i I love how cocky he sounds i love how cocky but also just how how fun how fun it is
0: yeah but and the chorus too the chorus i just the the melody is is so it's rushed it's i don't know i i can't i can't explain i just love that chorus so much i think it's so fucking catchy I, I can't even try to sing it. I want to sing it right now, but I know I I do would it? just butcher it. No, I can't. I would just butcher it. You try to sing it. It's we. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. It's a weird one.
1: You're uh, anyway.
0: Mr. Grinch. Anyway, oh and two. What do you have uh, lyrically on this one? Uh, Not getting uh, late over the
1: weekend has made his Monday even worse.
0: Okay. Yeah, pretty much. I, I just thought, you know, it's, it's just him partying every weekend, all weekend, then feeling shit on month feeling like shit on Monday and just doing repeating that cycle over and over and over again. Just hating his life, really. The song is about hating his life. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he has to be a normal person, not a normal person, but like a nine to five person. A normal person has to fucking work for a living, yes. <laughs> he has grown-up. to be a grown up. <laughs> That's what I think this one is. So um do we have anything else on the song? that's it that's all all right so your number two is really night on earth dude night
1: on earth is on un- wow. fucking real i'm telling you man my one and two b's this week i even I, I i i went back and forth i was like no way
0: there's no way but yeah night on earth night is <sighs> my two B. so uh okay so the, the song it starts out with shit i don't like you know, it, the palm-muted guitar with Greg singing over just the palm-muted guitar. I think I just... It's always been cheesy. I Mind you, I do like this song, but comparing it to the rest of the record, it just... It falls flat. I mean, it, in the end, it's more of like a pop rock song than anything else. And they're Like, vocally, there are moments where it sounds like he's trying to be really sincere with his singing, but it doesn't sound good because he's not a great singer. So it just... I appreciate the this his his sincerity, but it just sounds fucking kind of weird. It's just a ballad man. You're you're a balladman now. There, That's what it there is. are there dude, when it comes
1: to balancing souls, I'm fucking anything man. I don't even care. There are two songs in <laughs> this album that I think are, are arguably their 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 most impactful or most important song. And and that is one of them and the other one is that the the whole thing, the the closer. Yeah. I think both of those songs are extremely important to the lore of Bouncing Souls. This is a very this is a gamble. They are taking a gamble here with the Punkers, right? This is fucking hopeless Romantic. Even the title of the of the album is kind of like, "Yeah, I don't know if I should trust these guys." And this is the late 90s Epitaph era is is dominating the scene, the fat record scene is 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 dominating the Punkers and and then like Night on Earth happens. And then right after like You're So Rad, which is, you know, that's it's a fun song. <laughs> superficial but fun but like, night on earth dude like this is this is a gamble it's i think it's insanely catchy i think greg is just wailing away sometimes he's sounding kind of whiny he's kind of squirrely doesn't sound very good but he's just doing it he doesn't give a fuck he's just doing it he's singing it he's doing what he wants to do there's a lot of woes god love the woes and the god chorus man. The dude the chorus here the chorus is like what's really taking the gamble with the punkers that night on earth thing and yeah like, there's a lot of cool like 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 leads, it'll lead into like instrumental parts after that until the next verse, which I love. Mm-hmm. And I like I like the palm y parts. The, Got some time on. the stove. Like that little chuggy thing in the beginning. <sighs> yeah, I love that stuff, I, dude. You really though?
0: I. And the like, only thing, no matter
1: what, like this is the song that they play either like at the end of the show or if they're playing like a longer set. This is the encore that they'll throw out and then say goodnight to the crowd on. And so this is when everyone's sweaty as fuck. Everyone's like saying goodbyes. I hate it. Like, hey, I'm sorry that, that happened in the pit. You're shaking hands with people. Like, everyone's coming together, and they're saying, thank you guys for coming out. Like, we're the bouncing Soul. You know who we are. And then, like, they just kind of, like, bleed into the instrumental. Greg drops the mic. The lights dim. I'm painting a picture, dude. I'm getting goosebumps. I'm holding my arms <laughs> up. You can't see them, but I got goosebumps. That's how good this song is. That, that's a good song,
0: dude. That's a good song, dude.
1: Well the more you drink, the, hor- the, the more bad like the the actions get to, huh? <laughs> the whole coke and, and yeah, that action gets worse and worse. But yeah, dude, this this song is just is, I think is 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 unreal. Is fucking real? I mean, it's not unreal, but it's good. It, it's it's fine. It's good. I, I think. I think you missed the boat. I think you're you're you got your punker goggles on and are looking just for more. Well, they're a
0: punk band.
1: You're so and rad. Not, they're not okay. a punk band. They okay. are not a punk band. They are more than a punk okay, band. What? That's why they've withstood what? the test of time. Is because what? they are not a punk band. What? Punk bands do not withstand the test of time.
0: They're they more of a punk band than anything else. And also, one of my. One of their best records is Comet, which is like a fucking pop rock ballad album, which they fucking nailed. They nailed that style with Comet in 2012. But this is where this it started. Is, this, is like, this is where it started. I, okay, I understand. Yeah, they could I get not have that, done but Comet it still, had it not been it, for, for them okay, being adventurous okay, with well.
1: Hopeless Romantics*.
0: Straight up. Well. Come on.
1: The Vandals never oh did God. a fucking record like this. No Effect never did a fucking record like this. Bad Religion, come on. What the fuck? What other like mainstay punk band has ever done a record like this? I nobody. Off the top of my nobody. head, I don't know.
0: Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't know. Everybody changes. Like changed Social, Social
1: D never had No, dude, Social D went from like punk to their own like rockabilly <laughs> thing. So, Social D, but like they also, they, they this were <laughs>
0: This is coming from two guys who know very little about social distortion. They're outside album, of like they really an album punk, though yeah, outside of like one album we know very little about and also seen them probably 10 times over the years and hated for every whatever reason because <laughs> they were playing because <laughs> they, they, they had that residency at the House of Blues for like a year. Oh my God. they played there like probably That's like 10, 15 days out of the month. yeah, it was so cheap, so we would just go. Like, what are you doing on Friday night? I don't know. Let's just go see Social D. Well, go to we, downtown Disney. We had
1: Disneyland passes. You <laughs> so know, it's like, we'd go see we'd go Social to D,
0: D, get our free Wetzel's pretzels,
1: and then, and then go to Disneyland. Like, it go was doing yeah. fucking good times.
0: Yeah, that's 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 exactly how it happened. Like, anybody questioning that, that's exactly what we would do. We would go see, or we'd go to Disneyland, get free Wetzel's pretzels because of some friends, and then, uh, yeah, go see Social D. All in, all in the same day. Nice.
1: There was even a brief period. I don't remember who worked there, but there's a brief period where we got free, free uh, the the Dole pineapple slushy thing at Wetzel's. No, inside Disneyland. Oh, in the the Tiki Room was yeah. Who did
0: we know? Who do I don't remember who worked
1: there? But we it was it was only like a couple months, but then we got free Jamba juice. Hmm. Remember we go free Jamba Juice Juice, and Brea, and then go to Wetzel's, and then go to Disneyland. (laughs) <laughs> That's true. Good fucking yeah. times. Good yeah, I mean, that was fucking fun. Times.
0: That was fun. Ah, nostalgia central over here. So let's um, let's play a little bit of uh, "Night on Earth" so everybody can uh, see how wrong you are. So here it is from the Bouncing Souls.
1: Some time on the <laughs>
0: not that. It's a good song. <laughs> what? Not that song. Song. Not that song. Yeah. So it's it really is a good song. It it is, but. Man, when you throw it up against some of these like heavy hitters on here, I don't get it, man. Although I do like the lyrics, I, I do like the lyrics on this song. I like them on several of the other ones. I feel like there's there's just a lot of sadness on this whole record. But I get it because it's called Hopeless Romantic. But I feel like it's more than just um, you know a relationship with a, with a with a girl. You know, I, I feel like it's way deeper than that. It's about life and friendships and. It's 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 nostalgia. a lot deeper than there's, I feel. There's
1: like. so many different fucking layers there to is. this onion. Absolutely.
0: Like this one, uh, Night on Earth. This to me, this could be this could be him talking about a girl or just a friend of his and how he's just kind of roaming around, just going around to different spots that him and this friend used to hang out at, but nothing feels or looks the oh, same, man. Just there's Are you it's, it's it's this so good. it's this nostalgia that he has, but when he goes and tries to like not recreate it but just it's just all sadness this 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 song is all about just just how sad he is and just how he wants things to kind of he wants to have that 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 great feeling like he once had but it's just it, he can never recreate it like it doesn't there's... like the what i like about this record too is like there's he talks a lot about nostalgia and the past but it never seems like he's he's never seems like desperate about it it's more of just like, oh yeah, this is just kind of how I'm feeling. This is like, it's not like he's trying to recreate something. It's just, he's kind of expressing his feelings and it, it you feel bad for him. You're not feeling like, oh yeah, this guy's just trying to live in the past. He's trying to, re- he's just trying to, uh, to I don't know, live 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 like the old days, but it just doesn't feel that way. And that's, that makes sense.
1: I I, I, I love this song because of that. I, I, I agree. I think these, the lyrics are, are reminiscing on growing up and, maybe like a, a, some type of love interest, but like the once familiar streets look different when you're older, right? Like you, you go to your old stomping yeah. grounds and like, damn, it looks fucking smaller. That hill in Fairmont Hill that I used to hit my bike with on the, on the downhill with the, with, <laughs> with the Hubbard brothers. That was fucking massive as a child. It's not that big now. It's fucking tiny. Like everything yeah. was just so big as a child. And I think that's cool. I think that's, that's inherently nostalgic because you do that and you don't, You feel sad because you wish you were there again. But, um, you know, like, I, I don't like quoting, like, cheesy th- stuff that often. Although I, actually, I, I do. I
0: know what you're going to do. I know. What?
1: What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? From The Office. Oh, my God. That's what I'm going to fucking do. I swear to you, that's <laughs> what I'm going to do. Dude, Andy Bernard. I know you like Andy Bernard. That's fine. Ugh, but when he says, like, I wish there was a the way to know character. you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. That's a solid fucking quote, dude. That is a solid it quote that hits true, that hits hard, and that is the Bouncing Souls album, The Hope is Romantic. Not the whole, whole, romantic.
0: I mean, it is a, it is, it is a great line That's from a the solid show. Solid fucking quote, dude. I, what is that? Is that quote from that show, or was it said before then? I, I, I don't know. I've never really thought to look it up, but I know ever since that that show that episode came out, people have been using that line all the fucking time.
1: And it's just like, it's, it's what we do like as humans, as friends, as family, we get together and we talk about like the things that we did as children. That's what this whole fucking podcast is about. We talk about things that used to be, and we look like towards the future, but we still like wish we were back then, but we don't really wish we were back then because things are a lot better now, but we don't know they're a lot better now until we get to the future. And then we're like, oh fuck yeah, things were a lot better now. Dude, it's no, no other punk album from this era. Is 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 like this album? None.
0: Yeah, you're 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 probably right. But also, they were ten years in, you know, at this point. That's true. They'd already written all their their fast punk, crazy, silly stuff. You know, it's time to get a little bit a little bit deeper. It's like Blink. You know, it, it was all like farts and dick jokes until you know the self titled ten years into their career.
1: But they still have fart and dick jokes on this album and subsequent albums, and they don't stop doing it. They they <laughs> keep their integrity, but still move forward. And that's, yeah, what's yeah. about, about that's, res- that's what's respectable about the Bouncing Souls. That's that's what's respectable about the Vandals.
0: Yeah, that's, you're right. You know what I mean? You're like
1: right. they keep you keep your integrity, but move forward.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're that's right. Why,
1: that's why I don't fully respect like No Effects in the same way I respect the Vandals and,
0: and uh, Bouncing Souls. <sighs> I I would agree with you on that. Man, the Vandals are so good. I've I've been listening. I've listened to so much of the Vandals this week. I don't know why. Just, I've been looking at my, my collection, my record collection. I, I've spun every one of my Vandals records this week.
1: Because you get in these, Cause they're these so fucking this, fun. this 90s era, like again, Epitaph, Fat Records era mood, where it's just like, dude, everything, everything was at least like decent, decent to good. Some of the stuff yeah. was, was like extraordinary. Like some of the stuff Bouncy Souls put out, Vandals put out, even No Effect put out. Like some of that stuff was extraordinary, but everything's at least like decent to good. True.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I, I have—I actually—I only have the Vandal stuff from the '90s. I don't have anything from the '80s or after the '90s. I only have '90s Vandals, and then I also listened to Josh Fries's last solo record, the "Just a Minute" one. You love that? One. I don't—I don't understand that one. Just, <laughs> Every song is only a minute. It's goofy. fucking great. It's Too goofy. It is goofy. It's gimmicky, but I don't give a fuck. It's great. It's cool. Great artwork. Bright pink vinyl. It's great. Mm.
1: God dude night on earth. And I, I love I love the yeah. souls close out. Their shows night on earth and, and the the band plays and just keeps that instrumental part going and they're just kinda of like riffing with each other and Greg's saying thank you and uh, everyone's saying their goodbyes and and, and and oh dude it's good stuff.
0: I'm kinda yeah, curious good. are the bouncing souls a band that were ever only popular here in the States? I feel like they are. I feel like they don't have the same presence in, in Europe and the UK as they do here. Or Asia or anything like that. Australia, maybe Australia. Because Australians love punk and pop punk. But I'm really, I know, yeah, I'm really curious. If, I know they're if like, big in
1: Canada. They're, I don't know if just as big, but I know they're big in Canada. Because whenever they go on tour, they hit Canada hard. Almost as many tour dates in Canada as they do in the U.S. So I know they okay. hit Canada really, really hard. And they wouldn't do that if there wasn't a call for it. So I know they're pretty big in Canada.
0: That makes sense. I, mean, I could see that. I, I don't know. Are are guys who listen uh from other countries skip in in Birmingham um you know are the Bouncing Souls big over there? Let us know. But even our like, guy Alex, our guy Alex down in Australia. I think he's Australia. He might be we New have, Zealand. We, but I think he's Chilean
1: Australia. Chilean listener too, don't we? Like some guy from fucking Yeah, he's Chile? from Chile, yeah. From
0: Chile. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he still listens, but Big Back Ribs? Yeah, dude. Are are the Bouncing Souls big outside of the US and Canada? Are they? Let us know. Let us know, guys. This is not even like anyway. a big
1: band though. You know what I mean? This is not even like this is not even a no effects
0: big band it's No not, you're right It's fucking crazy But they still But like we, we said They still pull Just as big crowds as no effects they, they usually sell out
1: all of their shows Usually the day of The night of It will eventually yeah. sell out But like if no That's effects That's impressive played, But like if no effects Played like the observatory right Like they'd probably fucking sell out Pretty damn fast True yeah True But like the bouncing Souls they, they just, They've never had that kind of fame Never had that kind of notoriety I don't know, but Not that oh, damn man. good, damn good. So anyway, good. let's
0: move on from Night on Earth. Um, oh, man, I'm gassy. So my my two B is Hopeless Romantic opener. There we go, title track opener. Yeah. So what what do you have on this one? I'm curious. That's my four B. Four B, okay. That's my four
1: okay. B. Yeah, this was so this.
0: Yeah, continue. Sorry.
1: Right out the gate, this one starts up right, and then and then we hear like Brian's baseline. This is the iconic baseline that's what he does that's what he does best that's what he's known for and it sounds great i love the yelling of hopeless romantic i think it's i'm it's, a
0: hopeless romantic
1: it's goofy You're just hopeless <laughs> it's stupid but like what gets what, what gets me about the song is the <sighs> like the lyrics it's it's pretty straightforward it's like someone who's hopelessly in love with someone else who he th- sees as just hopeless but like the play in words itself for hopeless romantic though Right. The Mm -hmm. word like hopeless is kind of meaning two different things when he's saying it about him and then about her. Like, I'm a hopeless romantic. You're just fucking hopeless. It's like, yeah, that's frustrating. That's irritating. That's annoying. But that's also kind of like self-empowering. Like, yeah, I know that eventually I may find what I'm looking for. But you're just kind of a douchebag. And like the first track on the album, the title track from the fucking hopeless romantic album. And we're already getting like a, a more deeper, complex, bouncing souls punk,
0: like driven thing. Yeah, in this you're era. Right. It's a great way to start the record because it it still has that kind of intensity from from uh, the self titled record, but there's way more melody on this song. So it's like it really sets you up for the entire record, and and I really like that. Um, I just love the the simplicity of the beginning of the two, just him strumming that power chord just strumming it just no, nothing complex at all everything drops in the vocals are so jumbled that it's very difficult to under difficult to understand what greg is saying here and then that first the beginning of that first verse i even when i read the lyrics it's hard to understand what he's actually saying because it's, it's just it's a fucking mess but that chorus is one of the i think the chorus is one of the catchiest things they've ever written Oof. it's so simple it's so fucking simple but it works man it works and also what what's what's weird about this song is that they have a really there's a that really kind of long instrumental between the the chorus and the second verse yeah. i never noticed that until this week but it, it's it's completely unnecessary it's completely unwarranted like why why would you throw like this instrumental part right there and this three minute song, it's it's weird. because 'Cause they're punkers, dude. That's what fucking punkers do. They
1: just fuck it. Let's do what we want to do. It's a good fucking riff, and that's again that do
0: fucking bass playing during that part is a good thing. It's so It's all heavy and chuggy and gross. Like, God damn, that's so good. It is it's a it's a fantastic song and just a weirdly constructed song too. Like I just said. So uh I'm gonna play a little bit of hopeless romantic and then uh get into lyrics again a little bit more I don't know so here it is Hopeless Romantic from The Bouncing Souls from The Bouncing Souls love this song the, the backup woes too fantastic fantastic a lot of good woes in this entire album to be honest no there are some fantastic woes perfectly placed woes it's not like the like Blink-182's woes in, on California just everything there's time and place for them and they just absolutely nailed it on this, on this album This song too shit, shit. So what, what do you have What do you have lyrically On, on this song
1: I, I thought I, Dude straightforward Someone who's hopelessly in love With someone who is Just seen as being hopeless And again yeah. I, I, I think that wordplay With the word hopeless Is great When you call somebody a Hopeless romantic You still see potential Right You still see something in them Like you'll find somebody You're a hopeless romantic yeah. You'll find somebody That will treat you As great as you treat them Or something like that but when he calls, he's, you're just hopeless. Like, let's just nail in the coffin. You're done. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's cool. That's good songwriting, man. That's cool. It is. Yeah.
0: It really is. I, I, yeah, I mean, I agree with you with, uh, lyrically. I, but a little bit, to deviate a little bit, I think it's just he how he's in love with this girl, even though she just is co- continuously turning him down, but he's still obsessed with her. So I, I think it's, it's also that like he, he's conflicted. Like he can't stop being in love with her. But then that's also why he calls her hopeless. That's, that's what I got. Good. That's good.
1: That's good.
0: All right, let's, uh, let's move on. What is your number three, third best song? What was your, oh
1: yeah. My, my three hopeless B's is kid.
0: Kid, kid is my nine B. Kid, that's, well,
1: that's fucking wrong. <laughs> let's, let's go over the, the three songs you don't even want to talk about, though, because that's besides Night on Earth, which you hated. What are the other oh, two songs um, that you don't even want to talk about?
0: It is... I I'm hope oh, it's
1: 87.
0: Here. It's not 87. Oh, 87 is uh, It's Undeniable. Okay, that's um, fine. Night on Earth, which we already talked about. And then the last song. The whole thing. Ooh,
1: well, well, you're in for a treat there because we're <laughs> gonna talk about that one. That's fine. Okay. Something I'm, I'm gonna highlight undeniable because I don't really care. That's my eleven B. Okay. We can just fine. skip that one. Eighty seven. Um That's I don't my ten really, B. That's my twelve B.
0: Okay, we don't have to talk about that. I, I mean we don't highlight. have to talk about every song. Oh, highlight that one
1: oh, oh, yeah, we do. Well,
0: oh. yeah, we do.
1: <laughs> kid, how the fuck is kid not a higher B? This is it's like, a good song. This is one of the most like punk songs in the fucking album.
0: It is a really good song. It's just I don't know. I don't know what it is. I I really dig it. They're just better songs. I don't Dude, know. It's just cool like a very pop there? punk song. It's a it's a more of a pop punk song. Some good woes. <laughs> I just also really like singing just you're a good kid cuz it's
1: just kid.
0: <laughs> Greg sounds just like that. Yeah. That's that's what I think he says, so yeah. And I agree with you. The Chicka Chickas, fantastic. Chicka 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 Chicka. Yeah, good. Okay, good Chicka Chickas. All right, that's fine. We can. Uh, I do we- like it though. We can move on. Well, we can talk about what else you got on this one. Just to I touch mean, there's
1: on some it. some cool stuff here, I guess. Like it mentions it mentioned the Breakfast Club line. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get old, your heart dies, right? I I, I hear when you get old, mm-hmm. your heart dies, and like yeah. I didn't know that was from the Breakfast Club. And I know like these guys grew up watching '80s movies because they have a song. saying these are the f- these are our favorite quotes from our favorite 80s movies from the good, the bad and the Argyle. And I thought that's cool because it, it the song is called Kid. And I think it's uh it's about like youthfulness. And that that line, you know, when you get old your heart dies. That's what the girl I think that's what the girl says to the goth girl says to I think his name's Bender. Like the kind of like cool guy.
0: Remember. Have you seen The Breakfast Club? I've seen it once. Right. And I I know I, I I remember I liked it, but I've never I've never gone back to it.
1: We we didn't go to like a clicky high school like uh, like most people think a high school all. is.
0: We also had three thousand over three thousand kids in our yeah, school. A fuck ton of people, but like, we graduated with cool. eight hundred kids.
1: Come the on. breakfast club is cool because it is a very like a uh, you know, stereotypical like clicky thing. Like all food groups are represented in this detention center, but like the goth yeah. girl is talking to like the bad boy. I think she says to him Or he says to her But I think she says to him When you get old Your heart dies And it's kind of cool Because the song Is about like that it's, it's it's alluding to like The death of your inner child The world just Makes you like A bitter old person Just through attrition Alone You become this Fucking Being of, of Assholeness Because that is What this world is This world is a cold Barren place And mm-hmm. it breaks you down Every single day And I think Kid The song itself Is just uh, It's about that i like that that's cool
0: i i think i think it's i think it's just he's talking about himself and just how he's kind of convincing himself that he's going to get through the rough times that that's all it is that's how i thought how i felt about it okay we can move on from that one okay all right so where does where does wish me well sit for you Oh God! Why is that?
1: Is that like a high B for you? What is that? Is that's my that's
0: my three B. <laughs> oh my God! It's... Why don't you like this one? It's so good. Oh,
1: uh, <gasps> you're just so like one dimensional. Let's find that. Wish me well. It's, it's my fun. seven B. It's it is fun. Fun. It is one dimensional. Do you not like theory. to have
0: fun? Okay, Mister One Dimensional here. Fucking Olay is your number one. Get the fuck out of here. Dude. Get out of here for the first
1: time probably ever. Olay is my number one. Okay, so I'm just saying. My 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 rankings change with my mood. My rankings change with the times. <clears throat> wish yeah, me well though is, is a seven B and that that's w- w- Wish Me Well should be the seven or the five to eight B range. No higher, no lower. Uh,
0: that I disagree with you because the song is a lot of fun. The lyrics are stupid. They're silly like the bouncing soul should be. Um <sighs> I don't know. I, I think. I think it's just. It's it's but fun. It's it. different. That's they don't have it, any though. song that sounds like it.
1: Be, yeah, but they have a lot of songs that sound like it. These aren't any songs that that go on for this long.
0: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's like a three three and a half minute song, something like yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I will <laughs> say. I will say. <laughs> I laugh. I laugh so hard because the whole thing is just bickering. It's just bickering. It's a yeah. back and forth bickering. <laughs> My favorite part is like she makes it so fucking clear that like he needs to leave it is over and he says can i call you and like that <laughs> dude that gets me every time i laugh so hard cuz he's doing he's doing just to be a fucking asshole it's <laughs> like that is yeah that's what i would do too i like that that's cool <laughs> because like everybody come on the fuck you you're not you're not a human being if you have not fought with like your significant other well, in yeah, the same course. aspect like this like you are just you're a fucking monster if you have not fought like this just very that's childish, true. very, very, like, playground-esque. And then, like, as you're even doing it, because it starts off kind of serious. It starts off kind of like they're, they're actually, like, fighting with each other. And then it kind of turns into, like, a joke. And that's what, like, most, I mean, it's the intense fights, obviously it's not. But, like, most fights start very serious and they kind of end, like, well, well, fuck you then. I'm leaving. Like, okay, bye. Tell them to you. And then you're kind of laughing. <laughs> and then you get over it, right? Like, that's that's what a fight yeah. is. And that's what this song like perfectly like captures is that, that middle ground fight. I
0: like that. Yeah, it really does. It really does. I friend of the pod or girlfriend of the pod, Tammy, she loves this song too. She, oh, can, she I can, says,
1: I can, I can for sure hear Tammy say all like, okay, bye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that, thank that, you. Bye. Mm-hmm.
0: That's why she loves it. Cause she, she said, <laughs> Oh my God, this sounds exactly. I showed her this song years and years and years ago. And she said, that sounds exactly like me. I can I picture said, I fucking fucking saying all that. Yeah. Bye. But now Okay, bye. You talk. Okay, bye. Like, just, yeah, cutting you off. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not even mad. She's just, like, being stupid.
1: Just being annoying for the sake of yeah. being annoying because you want to be annoying.
0: <laughs> exactly. Because, exactly.
1: Because, because sometimes it feels good just to be a douche of somebody because you just want to be a fucking douche. <laughs> letting steam off. That's fine. But yeah, it's a good song
0: it is a good one it is we won't play it because you're being a little fussy about it but that's okay we can play it play it we gotta play something we can play nothing okay fine okay we'll, we'll play it because I want to talk about the, also the, the girl on this who sings so yeah. um, here it is wish me well you can go to hell from the bouncing souls good one man this this is a very punk uh, not punk uh, very bass driven song too like outside of the vocals it, it's a bass it's a bass song good stuff though love, good it. love it love it love it it's a good song so let's talk about the girl her name is uh cara Weddington, otherwise known as catalina that's her uh her her stage name i guess now she had kind of a hit in the early 90s or mid 90s or something like that called yeah. dj girl or something like yeah. that and did you listen to that song i did i hated it <laughs> stupid as fuck it was so bad. I thought for sure like it would be at least like,
1: okay, cool, I like this, this is kind of like <laughs> I, I thought it was going to sound like 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 6 Flags era techno, like being in 6 Flags when we were like in high school. But no, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was it was
0: it was fucking garbage. It was not good. Like not it even in sorry. like an ironic way, it was just
1: it was, it was bad. It was trash.
0: Yeah, I listened to a couple other songs off her record cuz she did put out, I think she put out one record, maybe two. But I listened to maybe I listened to three songs off that one record, and uh, yeah, it was just all stupid. It was bad, and I don't know why this girl was popular. Maybe she was, but she must have been really cool or something in real life. I don't life. know
1: how they hooked up or how she. Hooked I don't up know with either. Souls. I tried to like Google that specifically. They weren't on the record label it was not the same. Nothing about it was the same.
0: Nothing at all. And she was in. Um, she did some stuff with the Vandals, so maybe that's how they hooked up was through the Vandals.
1: It was like she did. Um, she did a cover. She sang a cover on "My Heart Will Go On." On a comp, which again, punkers love comps. True, and I don't know how the <laughs> fuck. Uh, yeah, I just don't understand the fucking. Hooked it, up.
0: But then she was also in. A, she was in like in a Vandal's documentary as well. I think it was a Vandal's documentary, and then she did. Um, she was in a movie, not SLC Punk, but she did a TV show
1: too about punkers, but not not like a nothing like as not that SLC Punk is a famous movie, but nothing that famous.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I forgot what it is now. But yeah, I, she's never really. She's never done anything since then. <laughs> it was a very short-lived career, and I I it bothered me that I couldn't find where they they had why she was on the song or how they knew her. Yeah, it's always annoying. <laughs> Whatever though, it's cool. It's a great song, and uh, let, let's let's move on then to what what else do we have here. We did your four B or we, where was your four B?
1: Wish me well. No, my four B. Uh, all, all on, dude. The... Oh, highlight I'll red hold that. highlight red
0: always highlight right, red let me uh go?
1: half this stuff is already red yeah my 4b was... mine was ole
0: so we already talked about that oh the opener hopeless Manic. that was my 4b okay so then what's your what's your 5b well oh, got it i got a highlight kid hold on oh, hold oh on there, God, dude. dude you were just not prepared at all there we go my 5b
1: is scroll scroll scroll
0: God, I, can't I don't know. See it, dude. So so right now, it seems like we've Fine, kind of Monday reached. Morning. Okay, we talked about Monday morning. I yeah, think we just, should kind of wrap it up. You know, yeah, talk about like maybe you're so rad.
1: Yeah, let's let's see. What 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 is you're so rad? Oh my god, what that's my five B. Oh my god, dude, you just you fucking. So, what is wrong with this? You're it? so fucking one dimensional. Why? why? You, How? Why? How is this one dimensional? Why? why are you the way that you are? Like that's what, what are I want you to talking fucking know. About? Why?
0: It's a fun song. It's a fun oh punk my song. God,
1: dude, it's just like it's so fucking st- This is like this is a joke song. It's a joke song, I know, but it's into th- a punk song. So it's was just... Olay.
0: So was uh, Olay, but it's uh, your number one. Get the fuck out of here. Because there
1: are, there's like nostalgia with Olay. There are feels to Olay. The crowd gets into Olay. You're so uh, rad. It's like a throwaway fucking joke song.
0: You're so rad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you can't help but sing it and love it. You're so you're rad. So rad. <laughs> I, I do like that. <laughs> and then it goes in the solo and that last that last little bend in the solo. Uh, where it's like, yeah. I <laughs> think it's like a good amount of like distortion. It really digs in there. It's solid.
0: Dude, this is like a van this is something the Vandals would do. Yeah. This is 100 percent something the Vandals would do. Something so silly, lyrically. Um, just kind of just a dumb punk song that they they do every once in a while. It kind of reminded me a little bit of um. Not as funny, but the get in line off of uh live fast diarrhea, just the just the stupidity of it. You know, it's about getting in, getting in line on the Matterhorn in Disneyland. Like, it's just why it just makes those no, it's just dumb. I love it. You're so rad, you're so red. <laughs> it's a good
1: song, it's cool. It's my seven B. I love it, it's a good song. Love it, love it,
0: love it. It's just talking about a girl,
1: she's rad, she's a yeah. rad girl. We've heard it, we've heard him say like rad, right? When well, I like your mom. I like your mom and she's so rad. I wanna marry her and <laughs> be your dad. So like, <laughs> the word rad, he t- like It's a cool fucking word, man. We got to bring it back. I still I use it all the time. I use awesome you, a lot. I use super no, dope a lot.
0: You use rad quite a bit too. Do I? Yeah, you do. Not okay. as much as me, but yeah, you definitely use it. I'm going to use it more. When I'm it comes to like more southern california slang rad and sick are the two that i really i use the most but especially rad i use that all the time i'm gonna use that that's one of my go-to
1: because rad it's a perfect fucking like like uh, descriptor of what you're trying to say
0: yeah i mean radical i don't like radical never that's like that too much like tv yeah.
1: radical that's a little too uh, cliche too many syllables
0: who wants yeah. to, who wants exactly. to yeah.
1: use three syllables i mean come if, on. I, if i can't really Nobody spell likes it. Three syllables. If, if i can't spell it when i'm drunk either like i'm not going to use the word <laughs> What? <laughs> I can't spell tubular. I have no idea. how to Spell tubular. Is E R A tu- R? Tubular.
0: I think tubular,
1: it's T U B L. I think it. I think it's T T U B U L E R. You T U B I guarantee you it's not T U B U. Is it? Oh, no. it has to well, be okay. T-U-B-U
0: there's no way it's T U B U. It is. It is. No way. Yeah, T U B U L. It's L A R. But T-U-B-U-R. it's T U B U. Tubular. It's tubular brah. See I have no idea I,
1: I'm not going to spell fucking words if I can yeah. tu- say Tubular, tubular I can't surf
0: culture them. slang for cool or awesome Derived from catching a wave And getting, getting in the tube it's Tubular <laughs> bra I, I, I didn't know that <laughs> I had no idea that was like the origin of it
1: What did you think tubular was?
0: I don't know I just thought it was a word <laughs> oh my <God>. I, mean, <laughs> I thought it was just a fucking word <laughs> Oh my god Okay. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Right. I had no idea it meant about the tube of a wave. That's cool. Do you remember
1: the special zones in Super Mario World? Were like you be, you the, be like the, the Star first, Zones? No. So like there was a Star Zones and then there was a special or the special world. And the special world they were all named things like that. One was named Gnarly, one was named Tubular, one was named fucking I can't remember the other ones. I don't think so. I don't... There's only eight... There's either six of them or eight of them.
0: Special World and Super Mario World. Yeah. I don't think I've zone. ever... I think there was eight of How them. How do you... Yeah, there was Gnarly, tubular. Oh, order, yes, yes, awesome. yes, 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 yes. Okay, I do remember this. Yes. Mondo. Mondo was
1: one. Mondo. I
0: never... I I never... Um, I never got to... I never was never able to get to that point, but I've seen other people play this before play these level, or get to that part, get to that special world.
1: Super Mario World, I think, is not just like my favorite video game of all time, but I think it's the greatest video game of all time.
0: I wouldn't disagree with you there. It is definitely one of the most, I don't know, important games in, in video game history. Right. It's it's great. Oh, dude. It, and it's so much fun. It, it's it's a game that never gets old. I might play it tonight. It's, you think about it too, I think it's over 30 years old. God, damn, Game is over old. thirty years old. Is it really? I think so. Now I'm. Fuck. Let's. Oh fuck. I put my beer down. Hold on. Whoa, hold, hold, hold on, on, on there, that, dude. dude. Hold on there, dude. Hold. Oh, Super Mario World. Let's see. Let's see.
1: Yeah. After After we find this, we just run through the songs, and then we'll talk about nineteen ninety. Nineteen nineties. November
0: nineteen ninety.
1: Thirty. Fucking years Thirty-two years. years
0: Thirty-two and a half years old. That's insane. <laughs> oh man I oh, kind of want to play this game wow. After we finish potting too. Dude it's so
1: early It's 9.30 The sun's still out oh. Not really but it's no, Alright really <laughs> <laughs> let's, it really okay, yeah. let's run through these It is really early Let's run through these Let's talk about Tom Let's get out of here
0: Let's talk about Tom Yeah Tom Wilson Producer Oh oh, oh okay, Okay okay pro- Okay yeah I was thinking Tom DeLonge Tom like, cut the record dude, down to the bone I'm a sure shot let Tom
1: Rocking a microphone God damn that, fucking, that part's good <laughs> Fight to live What's fight to live?
0: Fight For to live you? is Fight to live is my A P. It's my
1: 6B It's good It's easy song to get into right That, 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 that staccato thing It's
0: fine whatever It has that, yeah. it has that, that like drum beat too that easy nine, target drum beat
1: right, yeah. yeah. Fine 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 uh, Bullying the jukebox What is bullying the
0: jukebox? Bullying is my seven B. That's my eight B. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. I like Wait, What's one. cool about this one? Oh yeah, sorry. Don't,
1: nope. Whoa, on no, there dude. Go ahead.
0: Whoa. Go I ahead, I was gonna say this has a little bit of everything. It has it has the 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 pirate shanty parts of it. It has the very Green Day part of it in the intro and the verses. uh I, I like I, I like it. There's a lot going on here. I really like Bullying the jukebox. Lyrically
1: I wrote I wrote I wrote only a couple things down. I wrote one uh, this is essentially a gatekeeper punker song, right? 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 Why though? Because they, the lyrics? Because they think that their music is better than everybody else's because they know what good music yeah. is. And there's even a line in there when they when they see some hot girl coming up to them and say, "Yeah, you look good, but all your songs are lame." <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's kind of gatekeeping. I like it. It's funny. Okay. And, but yeah. But I never noticed Until this week That they uh, They drive drunk at the end They go to a different bar And they yeah. say Swerving in out of cars And that's kind of like Wow I can't fucking believe You did that Or said that
0: <laughs> It was a different time man Come It on. was a
1: different time For sure 99 It wasn't even that long ago 99 No but, was it Yeah Swerving in and out Of consciousness yeah, And I was like Oh okay Whatever um, And then the last song uh, Actually it's not that It's not the heat It's the humidity
0: um, Is that a low B yeah, that's my six B actually, so mid B.
1: Oh wow! Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, because it's 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 more of a punk song. It's pretty it's straightforward. The the guitar the guitar playing the riff kind of reminds me of Social D a little bit. Um, it's just it, it's a song that makes me think about like just being in a circle pit with your friends and just yeah. drinking beer. That's just what the song reminds me of, and it actually has like kind of a rockabilly uh, like guitar solo or lead. I guess you could call it a solo. It's a very kind of loose lead or loose guitar solo, but yeah, it's it's a cool song. I I enjoy it. It's very pit friendly, as some might say. I mean, I
1: I think it's just about being in a crowded show with a bunch of sweaty fucking guys. Yeah, and
0: that's exactly what the lyrics are about.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's 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 kind of disgusting, but every time we leave a bouncing soul show, it's we are drenched in what is probably like thirty percent our sweat and seventy percent everybody else's <laughs> sweat.
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: And that's and nasty. you just don't care, you know. You, you just, just don't care. That's yeah. true. When you get outside and like
0: now your shirt is like wet, so now it's fucking freezing. <laughs> I know that <laughs> feeling when you walk out. You walk out, it's freezing, and then all those the guys are always cooking hot dogs outside. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, especially in the fucking <laughs> Santa Ana. Oh my god.
0: Santa Ana in L.A. So man, good. you got the fucking grilled onions, the hot dogs cooking so right good. there, G-2. the jalapenos. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's Jalapenos, cheap
0: Jalapenos, sure Jalapenos It's fucking good though I, I've Jalapenos. had I, I don't get it very often But man, dude those, those hot dogs Those street hot dogs Are fucking good I
1: love a good hot dog, man I, I. Me too Nothing beats a good wiener I'll tell you that much Good Yeah, you're
0: right, man You're totally right And the love last one. Love me some wieners
1: The whole thing Is mm-hmm. that a B?
0: Or not a B? No, this was not a B for me Okay
1: That's my 10B It's a low B But But butts Except for pooping <laughs> I think I think I, th- this will wrap it No let's talk about Tom And then that the whole thing Because that will that'll wrap Into my, 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 my record wrap up so Okay Tom Tom Wilson um, So we're Tom, not going to talk About the whole record. thing We will But I want to talk about Tom Because the whole thing Will lead into my wrap up
0: Okay okay Got it got it got it I thought you were on the other way But
1: anyway continue. Tom, Tom so. Wilson produced uh, A lot of Offspring stuff He produced mm-hmm. Smash Okay We love Smash Everybody loves Smash Yes Right Right Yeah. Well right. he produced Their
0: first three records
1: He did he produced the first three um, Bouncing Souls records too. He produced Maniacal After, Bouncing Souls, Bouncing Souls, and Open
0: Also, one other band. Uh, he, produced well, he didn't the do the first. Yeah, the Vandals. The first three Vandals. I need. Piece through vandalism. Win in Rome. Slippery Win ill.
1: I think like what solidified him as as a, I don't want to say top notch producer, but as somebody to be sought after is Dead Kennedys.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He, he produced he produced their second album, and I think like when he produced any kind of Dead Kennedys and. In retrospect, in the 90s now, right? Because that was early 80s. So you are now a, a producer that people want to work with. And that's cool.
0: Yeah, you're right. And I mean, that was what I'm looking at right here. That was the plastic surgery disasters. That was his like eighth record he did. Because besides TSOL, The Adolescents, I haven't really heard of the other bands he did prior to Dead Kennedys. And he yeah, did I mean, Lydia they're... Lunch. I don't like Lydia Lunch. Ugh. She's like, she's like this. Uh, like spoken word person, Omar did a record with her, and it was terrible. You'd probably like it though, because he like spoken just word shit. Like you probably spoken like spoken word stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. But yeah, it's her and, and Omar just fucking kind of winking. Oh, it's so annoying. I hate that record so okay, much. Okay, okay. Yeah, he, he he did so much. Bad Religion, Youth Brigade, Social D. Fuck man, he did Aquabats later in his career, and he died in twenty fifteen. Yeah. That was that was that was surprising, but he had to have been, you know,
1: not he that pro- old.
0: Yeah, but I mean, when you think about it, too, he went through this era of just debauchery and drugs and booze, and you know, when he produced these records, he was probably at least fifteen years older than all these guys. I, in the I'd the 90s, imagine. Yeah,
1: I would say like in the early '80s, he was probably mid 20s.
0: No, I, I bet he's older than that. You I bet so? he was older than that. Well, yeah, because on Wiki, it doesn't show his his date his when he was born. It shows the day he died. Because nobody knows. Nobody knows. Now I want to fucking know. Nobody knows. Tom Wilson, producer. Yeah, look it up. I'll Do get my B. record
1: wrap up, and then we'll call it a night.
0: He was born in 31.
1: 1931?
0: He was born in 31. Get the so fuck he out of here. Was he was not born in 85 31. 85 or 84 when he died? Something like that? He was born in 1931? Yeah. Oh, okay, maybe it might not be the same. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. It's a different Tom Wilson.
1: <laughs> that was he was like he was like fucking fifty years old when he was producing never records. In.
0: it's a different Tom Wilson. He hadn't been born in like the fifties, the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm, so there's a Rolling Stone article about when he died, but it doesn't show. It doesn't say when he was born. I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. No one too. So anyway, the whole thing.
1: The whole thing, this this album entirely is, is a deliberate it's deliberate in that it's trying to be something a little bit different than this nineties era of again like Epitaph, Fat Records, sounding bands and this ends the album perfectly, right? Like 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 it could it just the song builds and I like that it builds to a mid tempo soul song and it doesn't feel the need to end on a punk note, it doesn't feel the need to end on something faster, something more aggressive. It just does it. It just says, hey, this is the album that we did. It's more mid-tempo overall. It's more melancholy. It's a little bit harder than what you're used to, but it's also a little bit slower. And then also, the last guitar lead part, every fucking note of that is the same exact note as Late Bloomer from uh, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, the I'm No Good, you know No Better. Every Soviet. fucking guitar note in that last lead part is that song. So like you've now heard, I'm fucking telling you, dude. You have now heard that you've now heard "Late Bloomer" in this in the end of the song. I think that is so cool. This is my 10B. I don't think it's a great song, but I think it's such a fucking cool like. Like if you didn't like this album, we don't give a fuck.
0: Here we are. This is what we're doing right now, and I like that. (laughs) Love it.
1: God, I love this
0: song. Okay, so we have um, our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect album. Two is a good album you're gonna to continue to listen to. One is a bad album, but give it a shot and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So what do you give this record? Oh you didn't say you didn't say go, so I did not know.
1: I did not know if I' if I, I know if I was supposed to talk or I well, didn't know if I was supposed okay. to gotcha. So so when we talk about like 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 labels in the nineties, record labels, we're really talking about like Epitaph. I mean lookout was a thing, victory labels was coming in, but really it's like Epitaph and Fat Records. Like those are the yeah. two big things that people wanted to be on um what was what was the what was
0: the Maybe uh, maybe like Drive Through or Nitro as well.
1: But like Nitro bands were only on Nitro because either A they wanted to be on Epitaph or Fat Records or B they wanted to start their own label or C they were just going to sign on to a bigger label like AFI did and jump ship entirely and change and change the entire directions. I think the yeah. only other I think the only other like like drive through would be one, but those bands never achieved like the same kind of like mainstay as, no, as, the, as the bigger ones. But like al- alternative tentacles, that's the that's the Dead Kennedys one, right?
0: Yeah, that's Jello's. Yeah.
1: That's that's the only other one I think in the '90s that that people probably wanted to be on because even even by then the the Fugazi record label was kind of like eh, nobody really cared anymore. By the Lookout Records 90s. was
0: big too. A lot of people wanted to be on Lookout until think, '94 right?
1: happened. What happened in 94? That was when Green Day released Dookie And oh, Lookout Records yeah, yeah. was now a thing of the past Gone Over with That's right Goodbye And then Lookout Records really only was, was Op Ivy And like that was kind <laughs> of their mainstay But like, really you wanted to be an epitaph for Fat Records like that yeah, was those, what those, you, yeah if you're that's a That's what band, you strive yeah. to be if you're a punk band and so like like this but they had a specific sound like all those punk aromas, like the bands had a specific sound even like the one off bands there was a specific sound bouncing souls were part of that specific sound before and after hopeless romantic even like uh, the 2001 comp that, that we both love so much the, the punk comp like all those bands have a specific sound to it. they all they're all great the songs are fantastic but hopeless romantic mm-hmm. is something very very unique in the bouncing souls lore it's not their best album. I don't. Even, I don't even want to say it's their most ambitious, but I do think it's their most. It's their most like honest. It's just, it's it's them at the time, and they say, and they just they're thinking like we don't want to do, what's expected of us. Let's just do something that I don't know feels right right now, and I, I maybe it is their most ambitious then,
0: because it could be. But then know. you you know you could also maybe throw the gold record in there too as being ambitious because that was a big that was a big turn for them as well but there would be no gold record had it not been for hopeless romantic true true hopeless romantic was just dude
1: 1999 man it was just something different like well
0: i think they were just bored i think they were bored at that time i mean they had put out you know maniacal then uh self-titled and then oh and then this one so i mean it was like you know just all punk music they just needed to kind of, like, relax and just kind of do something a little bit more, a little bit deeper, a little bit more sincere than talking about, you know, fuck, I don't know, whatever.
1: <laughs> but it's not even like, it's not even like an emo thing. Where, where, no, it's know, not. You know, like, we hear, we talk about clarity and, like, Jimmy ruled Bleed American and stuff, or the emo stuff is, is taking over, because it's, it's kind of delving into the emo aspect. But if you took it's away... It's not as earnest laughter, as it. If you took away maniacal laughter and bouncing souls, bouncing souls, would you categorize this album closer to like clarity, or would you still put this in that epitaph era punkorama stuff? Like, I might, I might do question. more
0: clarity. Yeah, more, like, more know, exactly like closer that's, to clarity.
1: that's the question. Like knowing their, knowing their report card, we put them into the epitaph era because like, yeah, do we know what you guys can do? But it's we also know what you've
0: done. It's also because they don't have the chops to do like the emo thing. None of them are like extraordinary musicians or anything like that. They don't come up with these crazy kind of interesting melodies. Not to say like Jimmy Eat World's like the greatest band in the world, but I mean they have they're more comp- way more complex than than the Bouncing Souls. I so one two punch of Clarity and Bleed American; those are both perfect albums. So. Oh yeah, genre defining,
1: fucking, it's changing the face of music at that time. Yeah. I wouldn't and, disagree with you on that. And this is not like like hopeless romantic is not changing the face of music at this time, but I think it's planting seeds. I think it's planting seeds. I think it's, it's telling pretty much everybody from like the punkorama list, all these even fucking bad religion, no effects. And these bigger names, I think it's saying, Hey dude, it's okay not to do the same fucking thing over and over and over and over. It's okay.
0: And yeah. Is, they 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 just wanted to be, I felt like they, they just wanted, they were more, they wanted to be put out a more earnest record more serious, kind of darker record. I mean, I get it, man. These guys, you know, at this point, they were probably in their mid to late twenties. They're starting to life is changing. You know, possibly getting married. I don't know their personal lives, but you know, possibly getting married. You know, that's a that's a big step for the person. You know, and it's just this album shows that. I feel
1: and you, uh, man, it's just... a lot
0: darker, a lot a lot serious. And then they come in with summer vacation. Jesus
1: Christ. What 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 album what album by like No Effect sounds like this? What album by like Dropkick Murphy so sounds like this?
0: I was actually gonna bring this up. I feel like not not that it sounds like this record, like not that it sounds like uh hopeless romantic, but I would compare um uh Heavy Petting Zoo to this. It's like let's try something off the wall, something we've never done, and then they never go back to it.
1: In a different way. I would In a different way, because you know, Heavy Petting way. Zoo
0: is a fucking weird metal punk, fucking weird. It just nothing about it sounds like No Effect. Well, not nothing, but it just no other No Effect sounds like that record. Like no other album sounds like Opus Romantic. I, I feel right. like that would be a fair comparison. But for what do
1: for, I know? For, for No Effects Lord, because a lot of their stuff does kind of stick to that formula, and a lot of Bouncing Souls stuff sticks to that formula too. Um, I don't know, I, I just, I, I think Hopeless Romantic is something very, very special that is uh, severely underrated in this 90s era of punk rock, of skate punk, of, you know, not mm-hmm. from Southern California, of Southern California, skate punk. I think Bouncing Souls did something very, very special here. I don't think it's their best album, no. but I, I think, uh, I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect <laughs> through and through, dude. I think it does. Damn. I think, I think it tries. I think it... You it threw- <laughs> I think it writes a thesis statement. I think it it, it achieves that goal in, in convincing me that the thesis statement is correct, and I think it proves it through through songs, through uh, mm-hmm. lyrics, through tone, through cover art. I think everything about this era of the band is absolutely fucking fantastic. And they abandoned it immediately and go into how I spent my summer vacation with remnants, with
0: remnants of this album. Man, you throw those threes around... Like they're fucking. God, I don't know, candy we, just, or we just
1: do some good fucking. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, baby boy. I'll tell you what, we do some good albums sometimes, and this is a good album. Ta- <laughs> this is a Ta- fucking you that great much album right now. We do some good. This is a great one sometimes.
0: I mean, this, dude, you 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 hit a lot Fuck. of the points that I was gonna make. You know, it's it's their their outlier album. It's their dark album. It's still heavily punk, heavily poppy in moments, but in the end there's just not every song is a banger and even some of the bangers are just like okay this is good but god you did so much better before and then you did it so much better on summer vacation and i i don't know with that being said i'm not gonna go do a big spiel because we just spent an hour hour and a half on this
1: three more hours on this
0: (laughs) no but you you touched a lot lot upon what i was gonna talk about so i just there's no point I'm not gonna repeat myself we're not gonna repeat ourselves we do it we do it enough already it's true I'm just gonna give this record a uh I'll give this I'll give this a 2.5 out of three 2.5 out of three because it's not it's not perfect man it's great and I love it but it's not not perfect I I can't give Comet a perfect a perfect score and that's I like that record more than this I think Comet's a better record
1: when we see them in October, I will be sure to put my hand up when you're when you're shouting along to Olay, and then make sure that you do not do that because um, you don't like that what? song and you don't oh, think it's a perfect album. About? So I will make sure you. I not don't think it's a perfect album, but Ola, I do
0: love the song. So. I do love the song. That's fine. Well, it wasn't a banger. Was <sighs> exhausting, exhausting. That's okay. That's what you are. Okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, you have anything else on the Bouncing Souls and this album for right now? Let's see. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to, uh, what is it called? Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and five stars only. Please go do that. Stay tuned for the next episode. It's going to be a doozy. Something we've, a band we've never done before. Never even really thought about doing. So stay tuned for that. And um, that's it. That's all. Bridger.
1: But damn, I love this album a lot. This is really, really good. This is the city. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, cool, cool. So uh, let's jump into our album rankings, where we rank all of the bands. All of the what? Warner, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of those singers where I just I I can't I can't understand him at all. I just know the sounds he makes. Which is fine, which See, is great. Because he kind of sings like, like, like Jerry
1: Seinfeld would sing. Like, oh, I've got oh what i got i it what I He kind of sounds true, like Jerry but Seinfeld. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> just.
0: Greg sounds just like that, yeah. But it's T-U-B-U. It's tubular,
1: tubular. tubular bruh. See, I have no idea. I, I'm not going to spell fucking words if I can. Yeah. Like tu- I say tubular words surf culture
0: there. slang for cool or awesome derived from catching a wave and getting getting in the tube tubular (laughs) I I didn't know that (laughs) I had no idea that was like the origin of it
1: what did you think tubular was
0: I don't know I just thought it was a word
1: (laughs) I (laughs) I thought it was just a fucking word (laughs) oh my god